This episode is brought to you by Atlassian. Atlassian software like Jira, Confluence, and Trello help power global collaboration for all teams so they can accomplish everything that's impossible alone. Because individually, we're great, but together, we're so much better. Learn how to unleash the potential of your team at Atlassian.com, A-T-L-A-S-S-I-A-N.com. Atlassian. Tap the banner or visit this episode's page to learn more. Spring is here, and you can now get almost anything you need for your sunny days delivered with Uber Eats. What do we mean by almost? Well, you can't get a well-groomed lawn delivered, but you can get a chicken parmesan delivered. A cabana? That's a no. But a banana? That's a yes. A nice tan? Sorry. Nope. But a box fan? Happily, yes. A day of sunshine? No. A box of fine wines? Yes. Uber Eats can definitely get you that. Get almost, almost anything delivered with Uber Eats. Order now. Alcohol in select markets. Product availability may vary by region. See app for details. Hola. Hello. This call is being translated. Abuela, listen to what my phone can do. Abuela, escucha lo que mi teléfono puede hacer. Wow. Ahora dime sobre tu novia nueva. Wow. Now tell me about this new girlfriend. Huh? Tú sabes lo que dije. You know what I said. Language is no longer a barrier. Thanks to Live Translate with Galaxy AI on Samsung Galaxy S24 Ultra. Learn more at Samsung.com. Samsung account login required. Calls must be made using the native Samsung dialer. Hello and welcome to The Rest is Football with me, Gary Lineker, Micah Richards and of course the greatest striker in Premier League history. Yes, joining us today is Thierry Henry. Oh, and Alan Shearer is here as well. Boom, boom. Boom, boom. Um, Thierry, warm welcome um, to, to the podcast. Uh, thank you for doing this. Um, oh, you're in, in Paris? First and foremost, I'm really happy to be on this podcast. Massive respect for... For you, Gary, Alan, not for you, Micah. <laughs> no, joking aside, seriously, really happy. I know we're going to talk about football, so it was for me a no-brainer when uh, when Micah asked me, first and foremost, because I have a lot of respect for you and I love the game, so I, I didn't have to uh, hesitate once. So Thank you. Thanks well, for coming. Thanks for having we, me. We appreciate it. We're doing this on the day after a, uh -huh. a magical moment um, for... Newcastle United <laughs> and um, Alan Shearer is still buzzing I can yeah. tell from last night how was it Alan? So is my head still buzzing Gary <laughs> um, it seemed a good idea at the time to go out at about two o'clock and have a pint of Guinness and um, I did plan on going back home at about four but you know how it is once you get two or three you uh, we'll just have another one and by the time you know it it's game time so um, it was Fucking amazing. It was a brilliant <laughs> atmosphere, as I'm sure you saw. Michael was at the ground, did a bit with him beforehand. Um, How was that? It was uh, interesting. Yeah, very good. <laughs> <laughs> For once, Michael was asking decent questions <laughs> instead of the normal bullshit he comes out with. <laughs> but it was electric, Michael, wasn't oh it? How good was God. it? Alan, you played it down. It was one of the best nights in history of football. Mm. I'm yeah. going top three. It's a group stage of a Champions League game, Mike. You're going too big, Gary. Though. Gary. Yeah. That that is level. ITT <laughs> <laughs> is not CBS, man. No, I know, <laughs> but you said top three. Yeah. I just wanted to say Gary is level. Yeah. Yeah. Top three. You so we went there. You know. I'm, we've not been in the Champions League. Well, Newcastle not been in the Champions League, what, for 20 years. Yeah. It's a home game. The atmosphere was buzzing. I got there about 4, 4.30. 
And the, the Geordies, respect to the Geordies. I love, I love the Geordie people. Absolutely brilliant. You could feel the atmosphere. And they had no fear. Soon as the game kicked off, you could just feel it in the stadium. Something special was going to happen. And yeah, the atmosphere was certainly one of the best. I when mean, you consider also, you know, they had some really big hitters and regulars who have played a lot this uh, this season out. Wilson was injured. Botman was uh, was injured. Um, Harvey Barnes was was injured. So um, yeah, it was it was an unbelievable. Willick was injured. It was an unbelievable game. And uh, what Dembele missed a chance after three or four minutes of volley, uh, and then after that. It was it was one way traffic. Yeah, it was a magical night. It was good on the TV too. Uh, Thierry, what's your action like in in Paris about that that result? To be fair, I didn't see much today because I had to go to the office and do my list of the under twenty one. Mm. So I was concentrating on that, speaking to the big guy, obviously Didier Deschamps, being the coach of the national team. So what you do is, I woke up this morning. I was making sure that I was going to be in the office when when God arrives. Sorry, and, and you're ready to listen to what he has to say. You just wait. You're the coach of the under 21. Is he going to take players from your list or not? So that's what I was focusing on. Uh, I would say uh, uh, today, not trying to, 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 to not answering to what happened with Paris Saint Germain. But one thing that I would like to say, uh, Alan, is, is very important. And as a coach now, obviously having the, the, the coaching hat on, on, on my head, when you believe that you can beat a team, and the town is believing that you can beat the team. I don't care who's in that starting 11. And I have to say, I was sitting at home. I played at St. James's Park. I felt it from Paris. When Gordon made that tackle after 30 seconds, I don't know what he did. He went to put pressure and he, and he got up and he asked everybody to stand up. They were already up. He did. That's what he did, Michael. He did. Oh he, my he went God. He, they he were already to the up. Crowd and, they, yeah, <laughs> and they responded to him. And, and, and so I was like, oh, trouble. Mm. Uh, we all played there. And when, when, when that stadium is rocking you 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 can be in a lot of trouble and Micah is there and I'm not trying to say I I kind of sensed from what I've seen from Paris Saint-Germain from the game before against Clermont I kind of knew that they were struggle to open up a team that was going to wait for them and be aggressive the only way they could open up Newcastle is if Newcastle was going to go and put pressure which they did and at a certain point, Paris can open you up. But they didn't take advantage of that only time that they did and they didn't finish. Other than that, when you play in a way that you are possessed alongside your fans, the town, the area, nothing can happen to you. Nothing whatsoever. I, I felt as if, as if they weren't really prepared for Newcastle and that press and the atmosphere and the energy and the force that they were going to do it in because... I felt as if, like, yes, they've got some good players who can play at the back, but they they were never going to allow Paris to play at the back. They pressed them with such intensity and such energy that I just felt as if they couldn't cope with it. And all four goals came from Newcastle's pressing. Thierry, you mentioned there um, the under twenty one. Some of our listeners um, won't know that um, that's your job now, coaching the yeah, French under twenty yeah. one side. Um, you got some exciting players as well, I imagine. Yes, and one was playing yesterday, and I know, I know. And rightly so, people are going to talk about Newcastle mm. and what they did and the pressure and the atmosphere and the result. But yesterday, what I saw was a guy that was fighting at one point alone against everybody. And he was Warren Zaire Emery. Mm. He was, he is he was excellent. 17. Mm. 17. He's been in that team 
for almost more than a year now. He already scored goals. He played that game yesterday like your senior player was kind of like saying to the youngsters, this is what you need to do. This is what you need to do. He's 17. So mm-hmm. to talk about the players that we that we have, you have him, you have Barcola that came on. He looked li- lively also. Uh, why he scored against Arsenal. Uh, and amazing also the, the way he gave the ball back to Thomason on the, on the first goal also wasn't wasn't bad. So I have to say, Gary, we are fortunate in France in terms Very. of... As are England at the moment, Thierry, in many ways. I think that they're probably the two countries that are producing perhaps the most talent. But you you're probably have to ahead of us. To the Portuguese. You people true, sleep on the true, Portuguese, you true. sleep on the Italian, Spanish, but the Portuguese always, mm. when you look at teams like Benfica, Porto, and Sporting, every year they lose five to six players, and every year they manage to go to the quarters of the mm. Champions League and, mm. and, and disturb team. And, and mainly, I think there was a stat. I think it was 70 plus, don't quote me on that, Portuguese player were champions last year. Mm. So yes, French, yep. yes, English, but that is some result also at, 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 for a country that you will say that you have less people than we have in, in France, which which is you have to also see how many people live in the country, the population and see and, and, and judge it on that. But yes, we do have that. The only thing that we don't have that you, you guys managed to do mm. is you won the Euro on the 21. At one yes. point, you need to come with, with something. I didn't win it. The generation of Zidane didn't win it. Whatever generation, we always had talent. But we somehow couldn't perform at the level of the under twenty one. You managed to win the big one a couple of times. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I know. I, I can. I, I know. But since I'm talking about my job, and this is this is at one point because the the under twenty one generation is always at times a, a, a generation that a great player miss. Do you understand know what I mean? Or he doesn't see it as a valuable one for himself because he's not far to be playing for the first team. And so you guys that sometimes uh, that are not called in the first team, when they come down, they're like, what am I doing here? Which I think it's ludicrous because you shouldn't disrespect the national team. But, you know, that's something that we need to try to 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 balance. And as you know, so you have the Olympic Games uh, coming. So uh, that's something pretty exciting. So you're going to be the coach for the Olympics. I was just going to ask you that, Thierry, yeah, as well. Also, because it becomes now it's it's the under twenty three three sorry team, plus three guys that are above twenty three. Uh, so that yeah, means you so- could pick Killian, you could pick Griezmann, <laughs> hey, you could play three overage players, can't you, in the Olympics? Because yeah. I went there. Yeah. Remember my time? I was fantastic. I don't remember but... that you played there, but... Um, <laughs> no one does. That was the only way you were going to get that in. That's why you brought that question up, wasn't it? <laughs> well, I had to link yeah, it back yeah, to honestly. me somehow, didn't I? <laughs> <laughs> you know what I do on this podcast, Alan. But anyway, sorry to uh, no, interrupt you. J- joking aside, you know, it's, <laughs> it's, that is something that I call at times, you have to stay in your lane. What I call stay in your lane is that you're the coach of the under-21. This is not my place right now to talk about who can make that squad because we're trying to qualify for the under, the, the Euro under 21, which is not me trying to invent a story. This is what I'm trying to do right now with the team. When the Olympic Games are going to come around, I'm going to be able to talk and see who I'm going to have available because also you need to know that at that moment, club, are they going to be happy that players are going to come because it's going to be the beginning of the season. It's a competition that's a bit awkward for the football season. So I'm going to have to wait and see who's going to be available. All I know is that the under 23 now squad is not under 21, it's under 23. So 
uh, uh, Saliba is born in 2001, so Saliba can be available. Uh, he won't be a ball the age. Like players like that can come, but I'm gonna have to speak to the to the coach, the decision officer of the national team. See, it's not only me here. You understand? I mean, there's a lot of stuff that come into that in order for me to make the squad. And I like to stay in my place when I need to stay in my place. So I don't want to go ahead of of, of anything right now. And first and foremost, no, 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 You can pick Mbappe. You pick Mbappe. You can pick Griezmann. You pick it in Griezmann. You're picking the best. Free, cut the fucking bullshit, TT. That's how it works, man. That's how it works. When you pass that line, that's how it works. If I was on the field, I go and get that ball. Yeah, but hey, that's not my ball outside of the field. Jerry, you're, uh, you're obviously involved in coaching and managing and what yeah. have you. Um, when did you realize that you were going to go into that, or you had to do that? Early, early doors. I knew I was going to stay in the game. Uh, in what shape or form, I, I didn't know what it was going to be, but I was always a thinker uh, on the field and trying to see where I could uh, individually or as a team, we could hurt a team. I was always thinking like that, you know, how can we, how can I play against that guy? What is weakness? What is strong point? What's the weak point of the team, strong point of the team? I was always thinking like that. Whatever team we were playing, I was never going to assume that I'm going to kill someone. I'm I wanted to know and see where I can hurt someone and, and how, you know? And so I was it's always something that I was thinking of, but you, you never know, I'll be honest with you, the, the, on, 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 on how I was going to be uh, uh, close to the game. But I love the game too much. You know, I said it when I came back with the other 21, people misunderstood what I said, but I said something was missing. I love what I'm doing on TV. I love everything. I love my family. I love my kids. I love everything. But something was missing. Uh, I don't know if it's going to be there for life. That's something that was missing, but it was definitely missing right now. And trust me, I'm happy with a lot in my life, but something was missing. So I went to get it again and, and test it and, and see how far I can go this time. Jerry, you're working with, with the under-21s. How satisfying is that to, to work and nurture such young talent? I always say, you know, I have, I have those discussions with Micah at times when we have uh, time to, to kill on set. I, I love to make someone understand the game. And I'm, mm. not, I'm not saying people are dumb. This is not what I'm trying to say. But I, I can bother you to death with it. Like, I have that need. I need to explain to people. Or when I feel like I make someone understand something, whether it's on the field or outside of the field, it's, it's, like, it's like a massive joy for me. You know, and I understand that, that coaches are, are judged on what you win. And if you don't win, you got to go. And that's how it is. It's the same as a, as a player. You don't perform at a big club. You got to go. Doesn't matter. A big club don't wait for nobody. I've been lucky enough to spend a, a quite a bit of time with you over the years, Jerry, in, in, in television, various other places, including um, we did a couple of episodes of Ted Lasso, of course, um, together. And um, and I, I, I'm not just saying this, but you, I mean, I've never known anyone just want to talk about football more than you. Yeah, it's a bit boring at times. <laughs> no, no, I'll be honest. I'll be honest. It's a bit much. I know it's much, but I can't help myself. I really cannot help myself. There's some stuff that you, I understand when someone is struggling on, on stopping doing something that they love. That's something that I love and and I can be annoying. I know that. Uh, but I like to go into detail sometimes, into the what. And sometimes people look at me and go like, what are you talking about? And I'm like, I'm trying to, I need to make sense in what I'm saying, meaning I need to make you see what I see and understand what I understood when I was on the field. And I don't know, it's a, it's a need that I have. Uh, and, and for me to be able to have a guy young 
And people can say sometimes, in bracket, great players struggle with youngsters and because they don't understand. I will say that sometimes great players struggle with great players at times. Why? Because sometimes the, the youngster is a bit more open to what you're going to say to him. Then the other guy might look at you and, who is this guy? Or if you, like, I, I suffered of it at Monaco, I'll be honest with you. And I said that to, to Micah one time and, 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 and you guys as striker can, can understand. I did demonstrate something in training once. And after I did it, nobody wanted to go after me. <laughs> yeah. I can imagine. Yeah. But the thing is, Gary, they said to you, 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 you teach, you talk, and, and as a coach, then you demonstrate. But is it my fault that I could do it well? <laughs> no, but understand what I'm saying. I wasn't trying to prove a point. No, I understand exactly. I, I played for Johan Cruyff for a while at, at Barcelona and, and, and he was easily the best player in training. <laughs> and he was in his 40s at the time. <laughs> what I'm trying to say by that is at a particular moment, the youngsters were happy to see it and were like, oh my God, I, wanted, I want some of that. Mm. The senior players were like, is he trying to make us look stupid? No, not at all, actually. I was just demonstrating the thing that nobody could do because that's what you do as a coach. But I wasn't trying to be cocky on anything. I just didn't even think about it. I said, no, guys, that's what I want. And he, he came out well. I could have missed it. Thierry, Alan, Micah, uh, there's plenty more to get through, but let's just take a quick break. Back in a minute. This episode is brought to you by Hotels.com. I was traveling internationally last year. I was in Mallorca. I didn't know the island well. I said, let me head to the north, head towards the water. Let me go on Hotels.com and see what they have available. Something preferably on the beach, maybe even a gym. Not only did I get those things, there was a kid's session with exercise, gymnastics in the water, pony rides, a train. It had everything, and I didn't even want any of those things. But at least I knew they were there, just in case I changed my mind. And now finding the perfect hotel has never been easier thanks to the Hotels.com app. Whether you're looking for a family-friendly, right, all-inclusive or a relaxing spa weekend, you can find exactly what you need and compare hotel prices, ratings, and amenities side by side. So start planning your next getaway and find your perfect somewhere in the Hotels.com app. Hola. Hello. This call is being translated. Abuela, listen to what my phone can do. Abuela, escucha lo que mi teléfono puede hacer. Wow. Ahora dime sobre tu novia nueva. Wow. Now tell me about this new girlfriend. Huh? Tú sabes lo que dije. You know what I said. Language is no longer a barrier thanks to Live Translate with Galaxy AI on Samsung Galaxy S24 Ultra. Learn more at Samsung.com. Samsung account login required. Calls must be made using the native Samsung dialer. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. What was it like being a young footballer uh, growing up in, in Paris? And when did you start to realize that you had something? Look, I, I, I'm going to try to... No, I'm not going to try to make it as simple as it is because we're here to talk for a long time. But my, my, then you can understand. When my dad came to see me at the hospital, this is what I've been told, so I cannot testify for it, but a lot of people were in the room. He took me in his arm, he, like he put me in the air. He didn't even say that I had a big head, like, which I did have, or big <laughs> lips or a big forehead or whatever it was. 
he said, this guy is going to be a great footballer. Wow. Look, I know a lot of father must have said that. <laughs> okay. But then just to, that was just to tell you the, to set the tone of what I had to endure after. Because in his mind, in bracket, I'm his project. However you want to look at it. I was know it project, in, in a way similar perhaps to the, the Williams sisters story? Not far. Tennis. Not far. Mm. Not far. Same neighborhood, rough as hell. I was kind of the leave Thierry alone, although my neighborhood was rough. But when you have a guy that they think that can make it, leave him alone. I was protected in a way. My brother also was the big guy in the neighborhood. My dad, everybody respected my dad because he had that little, that little swag, yeah. you know, like that's, he that's where the, you got it from, is it? I'm, I don't know. I don't know why he got all the all the new tracksuit. I won't tell, <laughs> but, <laughs> but he had them. <laughs> he had them. He had the last trainers. He had the he had the Takini, the LS. The you guys will remember the Slazenger, the all the, those tops. He had them. He had them. So yeah, but I'll be honest with you, Gary. Now reminiscing it, knowing what I know, and what. I realize, I know now that it was tough. Do you understand what I mean? Because at the time, like I always say, you know, if you only have one choice, then you don't have the choice, right? That's the only thing that you have, but then you don't have. So if you have one choice, you don't have the choice. So I couldn't compare it to anything. Like for me, it was the best world. That that, that, that was the best for me is when I, I traveled, I realized, hang on a minute, it's not that great where I was actually. You know, love, love was... You know, tough love, I will say. I, I will call it like that. But to go back to to the point, yes, it was rough. It was tough. It was difficult. It was always what I didn't do, Gary. It was always what I didn't do that mattered. Not what I did. What I didn't do that mattered. That's why sometimes people always just say, Terry, you never used to celebrate your goals. No, because I was thinking about the one that I missed before that was easier to score. So in my celebration, I was always like, you know, sorry to say, I was like, fucking hell, you scored this one? And you miss a tap in. So I was, <laughs> I was always, always. And, and because it was always the what you didn't do, Thierry. So what I did was just normal. So that's why when I was doing it, people sometimes called me cocky or whatever. I was like, I had to do what I had to do, man. So there's nothing exceptional. I, that's what I do. Do you think people perhaps confused that thinking to a bit of arrogance? Yeah, yeah, I guess. No, but look. I, I could say that I was going to let you know with my eyes, though. You know, Dennis Bergkamp, Alan, you're the same. Gary, you're the same. Micah, I don't, I'm not too sure. But uh, <laughs> you know, when you had that look, look, I played against mm. you guys. Uh, no, Gary, I never did. No. But Alan, I played against you. Sometimes I looked at you and you were like, this is my fucking field. This is my fucking house. And I'm going to let you know even before the game. Cross isn't even in. I scored already. It's like, I'm going to let you know. And it's, if you don't have that demeanor, if you don't have that in view, you might as well stay at home. I'm talking in now time, huh? Now it's a different ball game. In our time, if you don't let someone know with, with, with your eyes, I'm better than you. I, will show, I have to show you. I'll show you. But yes, at times, what, what I couldn't explain, because I didn't have the tools and I didn't have the time and I didn't realize that, is that my reaction to rage and anger was quicker to love and you're good and all of that. Like, you know, it, it, was, it, it was kind of weird. I couldn't help it. Did I you couldn't help a, it. a little bit of a, a persona, Thierry? Because he, I know you and we go into some deep conversations. I don't ever know how we became friends when you was my hero. I don't want to be, you know, up your ass. Alan will probably make a joke here. But from me, who well, he was a hero to me, to speak about deeper issues and all them sort of things. But in terms of 
when people mention the name Thierry Henry, it is it's cool, it's calm, it's vavavoom, it's style. But really, what was going on behind all of that? Look, you, you, you we, we all have that. When you pass the line, you pass the line. You got to perform and you're there to kill. But on the other side of the line, I realized later on that at times I was shitting my pants before game. Really? That I wasn't, that wasn't all right. That I was scared. Those emotions are normal emotion of a human being. But if I go into the, into the dressing room with those emotions and I look Martin, at Martin Keown and Tony Adams and Dennis Bergam and we're about to fight and I say to them, oh, I'm scared. Woo! I, I, I don't know how that would have gone down. So what I would say to you, Micah, now I would never have said it. I would have lied. I would have lied. I would have front. I would have said me scared. No, never. You know, I grew up. It was so hard for me. No, I was scared. I was. I can say it now. It's easier for me to say I'm not playing. Nobody would taunt me at an away stadium. It's easier for me to say it. Nobody. Now, now you might as well. You might actually get praise for saying it and coming out. But I'm not saying this type of thing now to get praise. It's because I'm in tune with myself right now, and I'm still trying to to be better. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying I have, I have my demons like everybody. But before games. Man, if you're not scared, then you're not doing the wrong thing. Also, you gotta be. You have that l l that level of scareness. You, have, you need to have. Were you, a, were you scared to, to, of failure, though? You were scared yes. because you had like a ridiculous amount of ability. Was that what you're scared that you might not perform on that day, or you might no. fail that day, or what? Were, what were you scared of? It's a great question, Alan. I, I I grew up with having the fear of not being good enough uh, for my dad. So okay, I'm gonna go deep now. Sorry, but. For a very long time, all I was waiting for is the approval of my dad. I got it from billions of people. I just wanted it from my dad. So I grew up as a player, having it, but looking for it still. Although he told me, but it's the little me that, I want, that wanted to hear it. So I'm chasing something that I can never catch. Do, do you understand what I mean? I'm chasing something that I can never catch. So. I always say what, what, what you fear will master you. So because I was always looking for a perpetual, I was looking to reach that, but my little guy was at the bus stop and that bus is not coming. And I hear it from everybody, Alan. I hear it from everybody. Every day, how good or how arrogant or not arrogant or why, whatever it is, love you, whatever. I, but that's not the voice I wanted to hear. So that's what I was scared of. But it's weird because why should I be scared of that still at that particular moment when that that cannot happen? My little me wanted to hear it. But, I, you know, when you're trapped in between what you know and what you feel, it's not, I know I couldn't get it, but that's my feeling. And so, Alan, in a way, in a way, I'll be honest with you, it, it drove me crazy at night because... That, that, that was coming back at times with all the joy and all the satisfaction and all the the the, the crying and the and the, because you know when you lose people don't know sometimes you cry you know at home because it's not cool to cry you know when you cry the first thing you do is I'm sorry why would you be sorry from from crying it's kind of weird but the first reaction that you do is oh I'm sorry I, I didn't mean to yes you meant to cry why are you saying sorry for? But anyway, th those are the stuff that I'd always in my in in my head, and for a very long time, guys, football saved me to evacuate that. Thierry, did you ever get confirmation of your dad? You were great then. Yeah, but that confirmation at that particular moment. Uh, and by the way, 
please, uh, I love my dad. Huh? But me, myself, 20 years old, winning the World Cup, I didn't want to hear that. Nine, 10, 11, eight, seven, 12, just the nod, just the wink. That's what I wanted to hear. Mm. Have you had this conversation with your dad subsequently? You know what, it's tough because I, uh, my dad educated me with his tools. You also have to understand that's something that I did that I did battle during COVID, and I'll try to to answer to your question. And I battled with COVID because it's the first time that I couldn't mask my demons, that I couldn't avoid what I had to deal with. So that discussion with my dad. So I will talk about acceptance. So for a very long time, I accepted it. That was their tool. They didn't have a lot of 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 money. Their way of loving me was you have a place to sleep you have food on the table, we love you. So that's tough. In my mind, I'm like, okay, that's how it is. But then, uh, Gary, did I digest it? Did I accept it? Yeah. Did I digest it? And COVID did that to me. You know, what type of person are you without football? What makes you happy, really? How, how were you with people, the way you behaved with people? Were you a nice guy? Were you a nice teammate? You know, I asked myself so many questions and the question also with my dad came up. But it's tough because, you know, with my dad, if you speak to him, he didn't do anything wrong. <laughs> you know, Gary, I traveled. I speak different languages. I, I saw different stuff. I know different stuff can work. Some people don't. Mm. Very true. So it, 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 is, it is kind of stuff. And, and, and that COVID moment, I was coaching COVID time, I was confined or whatever uh, uh, for more than three months or whatever, but I was alone in Montreal without my family. And, and when you start to speak to your brain alone all day, you know, I couldn't then hide anymore with, with all my struggle. And I know people think that we have a, no, no, let me rephrase that. We do have a privileged life. I'll be honest, we mm -hmm. look at you, you, we talk about something here and, and we're talking about what we love. I did what I love, but you still have problems in your life. It's not because you have money or you can get what people think. You can get what you want. That's what people think. You still struggle. The brain doesn't pick and choose who it does attack. You know, when you have a problem like the other day, a player called uh, uh, Beka Beka in Nice just, just drove, stopped and nearly, nearly jumped over a bridge because he's not well mentally. So, you know, Mental health doesn't pick and choose who they who they want who they want to attack. You have money or no money, uh, but yeah, I suffered with that for a very long time. So to go to go back to your question, did I have a discussion with my dad? Yeah, he helped me saying what I had to say. Did he understand though? I don't know. He might do if he listens to this. No, no, no. He, he, he will listen. Look, and and we cool, mm -hmm. uh, Gary. We cool. There is no problem. I'm Good. just saying. You know, when, you know, and I love the man to death, there's nothing to do with anything, but you, you will have stuff that are going to make sure that you, you know, that's why you saw sometimes I was, I was, I'm, I'm sure, I don't remember that day that I went mental to the referee when we played at home and you beat us 3-1. Yeah, yeah, at, yeah. At, uh, yeah. The, those, those things used to trigger me quick. Like, and people, I, I can't speak at the end of the game and explain my life, you know? No, you can't do that. And I had a very similar relationship with my dad. He, was, he wasn't pushy or he didn't, certainly didn't recognize I had talent when I was a tiny baby. But it wasn't until he was 
pretty much on his deathbed that we had serious conversations about. And, and I used, because they actually moved house for me when I was 10 years old because they saw enough talent because I couldn't play at a certain school that didn't play football. So I, I kind of knew that he, he did. But then it wasn't till he was deathbed that I, I actually said one day, did, did you think I would make it? Did you? He went, I always knew. And I went, well, you could have told me. Um, and the first time I ever heard him say, I, I love you, was um, the last conversation we ever had. No um, wow. Yeah, because, you know, certain generations hide their emotions and yep. their, their well, love for you as well. How did that make you well. feel, Gary? How, I, you know, I, I, I was explained. Yeah, I about- cried. I cried my eyes out when wow. he, and I was in a lift wow. in, 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 I was in the hospital and I was in a lift and there's about eight nurses came in and it was, I was, poor, I was absolutely sobbing and they were going, are you okay? Wow. You go, I said, yeah, I'm actually really happy. I'm really happy in my dad's. I didn't explain why, but 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 that was it. So, yeah, that that kind of patriarchy, the the parental thing, is 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 so important to us, isn't it? Micah, you 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 said something that's very important, and I will share that. I shared it the other day. Uh, it was I was doing something else on TV, but I'm at peace. I can share that. You know, when obviously with COVID or whatever, I was. I don't know if you guys remember, but I, I stopped because I, I couldn't see my kids anymore and. And I just stopped. I said, I can't, I don't know where COVID is going again. I can't be that far and not seeing my kid for a year. No disrespect to anybody or my partner or whatever, but, uh, you know, kids are You my resigned kids, from you know. Montreal, didn't you? Yeah, yeah, I had to yeah. because I couldn't do it anymore. Anyway, but I'll tell you why I couldn't do it. And that's very important. And you, Gary, by sharing, obviously it's contagious when you show vulnerability mm. and you show empathy. So you, you brought me to, to that story. And so I'm, I'm, you know, I'm there, you know, packing my bag. I'm about to leave. I'm about to leave and everybody started to cry. Mm. You know, wow. understand, a, mo- a, a year without seeing them. So they were all crying, but I bring you back to what I told you before. For the first time in my life, and I know people will say, oh, come on, man. For the first time in my life, I, I, I could have my inner child with me in my hand at that moment because they were crying for him. Not for the football player, not for the fame, mm. not for nobody. They made me at that moment like they're crying for the human being. For me, which sometimes you, you, we all go, we put our cape and we go, okay, I have to do what I have to do. I provide, blah 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 blah. It's it's just normal. Daddy, can I get this? Daddy, can I get that? But for the first time, like out of nowhere, they were not not out of nowhere. It's because I didn't see them for a year. Don't get me wrong, but. They cried for me, the human being. And that's the first time I felt, and I know people will say that's that's a bit much, but it's the first time I felt mm-hmm. human. And that's the first time I could, like, with my, how can I say that? I could, like, oh, I felt like they touched my little guy. Like, you know, like my, my inner child. I was like, oh, yeah, I put the back down. Emotions, yeah. Yes, yeah. I put the back down. You know what I was chasing, Alan, at the beginning? That approval that I was looking from somewhere? I got it and I got it from my kids. My kids saved, at that moment, my kids saved me because I don't know where I was going because that COVID, the COVID moment being alone hit me hard. My kids saved me. People might find that hard to understand, don't they? With a great Thierry Henry who was loved by everyone, who was regarded as this, the greatest player ever to play in the Premier League. You're getting love every day off everyone, but then all of a sudden... What about you, Al? Sorry to... you. No, no, my dad My dad only ever told me that he was proud of me once is when I, I told you when, he, when I broke Jackie Milburn's record. Oh, um, yes, he did, yeah. I knew that they loved me. They, they didn't have to tell me, but 
it would it might have been nice if I got a, a bit more yeah you did all right there you did well there um I didn't didn't get quite quite as much but um I knew what they were thinking I knew how proud they were they, they showed it in in different ways but how, how Alan how did he how did that impact you do you know I must have, I thought to myself wow I must have done fucking well for him to, for him to, for him to actually say that but I always I don't know I used that as a <clears throat> like you was, you said earlier, you were probably frightened of failure, the fear of failing or whatever, or not doing well or not being the greatest. Um, I always used that as a strength because I sort of knew how, I knew they were super proud of me. I knew that they used to empty their money box to buy me football boots when I was a kid and everything else. And I, I sort of used that as motivation for me. I, that's That's why I had to do well. I had to do well because I had to look. I had to look after them and take care of them when when I needed to uh, to do that. So I used that as a great motivation for me to do well. I, I I go back to your point. You know what was my motivation? My motivation was everybody that was in front of me. Yeah. So you. Yeah. Same. Uh, Dennis <laughs> Bergkamp, and I'll I'll go I'll go back to you, but Den Dennis Bergkamp. I, I always say apart from the freaks because <laughs> Messi is not human. <laughs> Zizou, not not far from you know the, those guys. But how come you never got past me then? He took the bait there, did he, Alan? Alan, if I stayed longer, you know. Alan, you know, you know. You know. No, but joking aside, I'll be honest with you, like my source of motivation was always the guys that did it, that are doing it. So Dennis Burkham was my motivation. Why? Because Dennis Burkham used to arrive first in training, last leaving. Whatever drill we had to do, he's not trying to do something else. He was doing that drill to the T. He was nasty as hell, by the way. <laughs> he was <running. laughs> he had a side, People yeah. would say, Cla yeah, class. Yeah. yeah, ice cold, ice man, however you want to... He was nasty. Yeah. In training, you take the ball, he's not far from kicking you or something. Yeah. I love that about him. So I'm like, how am I going to take the keys away from this man? How am I going to do that? People might find this hard to believe because you were teammates, that you wanted to take away the mantle from him and be the main man. Yeah, but this is what I mean. Like, it's, it's, it's a collective sport, we all know. Yeah. I never wished on anyone... I will be honest with you. I never wished on anyone starting before me to have a bad game. But I was wishing for him to open the door. Just, mm. just open that door. <laughs> if you open that door, I'll close it, swallow the key. Bye-bye. <laughs> it's over for you. And But I have to show the man the, the, the most respect I can have. I see competition as respect for me. I don't mm. see it as, it's respect, as it's respectful. I have to show you why you're going to sit. I have to show you why you have to give me the free kick. I have to show you why you have to give me the penalties. Not because I score them, because I'm better than you in training, because I eat better than you, because I sleep better than you, because I walk better than you, because I wear my shorts that way, because my socks over my knees look better than your socks. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Talk me through that. Talk me before you go on. Talk me from that. Because the socks. You look like a model on the pitch. No, 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 no. Your shirt no. was tucked in, the no, big no, no, shorts, no. and then your socks were all the way up. I used to do that all the time. Are hey, you listening to this, Alan? I mean, really. <laughs> no, look, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna give you that. I always say to people, I used to get hammered by my own fans. I said it so many times. I'm sure you heard that story before at Ibury. What I used to hear, 
Like, I couldn't understand in the beginning, like what they were saying. And then I started to understand. I was like, oh, it's better when you don't understand, man. You know? Mm-hmm. So I'm on the side. First and foremost, I'm pulling from this, from playing number nine and I'm making like, like everyone will tell you, oh, that was amazing. But at the time, when you're stepping out of the box and I was going wide to get my ball, oh my God. And you know how tight it was, Ivory. Yeah. So, man, sorry. Uh, what? the fuck are you doing here? Nobody would ever score a goal from here. Yeah. Get in the, and what the hell are you doing with your socks over your knees? You look like a ballet dancer. Yeah. What are you doing? <laughs> and your, your, your gloves are not even proper blue. That's a pale blue with short sleeve. What, what is that Muppet? Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, that's a bit extreme. Yeah. You that's, know, from but, home, that's from the home fans, is it? Yeah, but look, it's, it was our time. You can yeah. understand. I love, I, look, I, I have nothing, but I was just telling you a story. That's exactly what happened. Mm-hmm. And then you turn and then Ricey gets up. What the hell are you doing? Strikers scores goals in the box. I'm like, oh <laughs> my, how am I going to make people understand the player that I am? I'm not Alan Shearer. This is why I'm going to go back to you, Alan. I'm not Alan Shearer. I don't have that in my locker. This guy was was the master. The box is his fucking kingdom. Mine was outside. Like I can come and have a, and have a meal with Alan in the box from time to time. <laughs> but if not, if I'm playing with Alan, if I was playing with him, like I'm not going to battle with him in the box. Like I'm not going to eat a lot. But I needed to show people who I was, how I was, what type of player I was. And from time to time, you know, you, you work on what you're not, but I'm never going to show people my weaknesses. I'm going to bring you on my field. You, you understand what I mean? That's a, that's a sign of intelligence, but you had to battle Patrice. You had to battle your fans. You had to battle the guy that was before. You have to battle being compared to, to, to the great Alan Shearer. You have to, you have to, everything, everything is on the line with your socks. You, you're being called a ballet dancer. You know, I was wearing, remember at the time, gloves with short sleeves. Yeah. Doesn't look that great, but... That was me. How important is Arsene Wenger in your your career? I say I, I say so many times. Arsene opened my brain and Pep opened my eyes on mm. the game. Uh, Arsene was just the type of guy that, and we all been in that situation. On on on, on the, in this situation, a bit you a bit more you, Micah, complaining to your to your coach. But uh, <laughs> you know when you go, you know when you go to the office and you're like you're in your car. And you just wake up and you lost the day before and you feel Alan and, and Gary like this guy doesn't want to pass me the ball. I can feel it. <laughs> you know, they love, he loves his, you know, like as we do strikers, he never gives me the ball in the right time <laughs> where I want it. I'm going to go and tell the boss I've had enough, right? You go, you, you pump, any any uh, light, you stop, you're going to tell him this, I'm going to tell him that. If he ever wants to say something, I won't let him talk. This is it. This is my time. I go in the dressing I'm going to tell him. I walk in his office. I didn't say anything. <laughs> I came out. I felt like I was the best player in the world. And he said something that I said so many times and I will repeat it again. So I came in and Freddie wouldn't mind. I was like, Freddie, Freddie never passes the ball. And he goes like, Freddie Youngberg, yeah. Yeah, sorry. Can Freddie see you? Can he see you? I'm like, he has eyes now? Can he not see me? What do you mean? Can he see me? He said, no, can he see you? I was like, I said, boss, what are you talking about? I said, he said to me, don't ask yourself the wrong question. Can Freddie see you? I'm like, no, he cannot see me. No, that's true. He's, he usually has his head down. So, well, well, start to think on 
how you should you should move with players. So I started to think, I said, well, yeah, with Dennis, mostly you move however. Robert likes you to come short to do a one-two. Freddie likes to dribble, so you need to be in, in his line of vision of dribble. So I started to move and make runs in function of who had the ball. Instead of saying to myself, making the same run with Colo Torre that I will make with Patrick Vera. Colo Torre didn't have a long pass. I'm making mm. runs in behind. Oh, you're stupid. It's not Colo's fault. I'm going to kill him. <laughs> in two weeks for him to work on his long pass, but right now he cannot make it. Why are you going long with Colo? You can go long with Dennis, you can go long with Reyes, you can go long with Pires, you can go long with Patrick Vera. You can't go long with, with those guys. So I started to adjust my game to them. This is where Arsene was brilliant because he was making you realize this type of stuff. Instead of me coming into the dressing room and just lose my mind for no reason, I would have been upset. You raise argument for no reason. So he made me, you know, way smarter. And Pep? Alan, listen, I'm, I'm, I was and I'm still. But back in the days, I was stubborn as hell. Like, oh my gosh. Like he, if he's not the fact, he's, he's still fucking stupid as hell. No, 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 I'm like, I know, I think I know my game. You know, you come out of, uh, of Arsenal, you're, you're like, okay, I'm okay. You go to Barcelona and the guy starts to tell, well, I had Rijkaard in between, but he comes. And the guy starts to tell me, you stay high and wide because we want to uh, free space for Iniesta. And I'm looking at him and saying, what the hell is he talking about this guy? Like, you never saw me play. I can come in midfield <laughs> to take the ball. He said, yeah, well, we, okay, I'm happy for you, but we're not doing this. You need to, every time Abidal has the ball, you need to make a run. And most of the time, you won't get it. And I'm like, wait, hang on a minute. Am I a decoy player now? You from, from touching every single ball, every half, every <laughs> one, even when I didn't want it? Yeah, you have to go running behind. If the player eye line is for you, and which is people are not stupid, they were going with me, then you free the space for Andres Iniesta that comes down the line, and then he can run, and then you pick your poison. I'm coming back from an offside position, my NATO gone. I'm going too far into details. But suddenly, I'm like... That won't work. What is he talking about, this guy? Suddenly, that's exactly what happens every game. <laughs> we knew what we had to do. Every single details in game. He, he was a freak on everything. He controls everything. And you're like, that won't last. Well, yeah. it does last. Mm. And every time, you know, he, he manages to... There is something that's, very, that's brilliant for me with him, with Pep. Okay? First and foremost, now fullbacks are getting educated to go inside. That's because of him. Mm. You know, fullback, you overlap. Or you underlap, however you want to call it, but now they go inside. And and whenever you speak about his teams, you never remember who left. <laughs> it's a good point. I don't I don't care. Like at one point, big teams. Oh, you remember when they had company? Yeah, yeah, they suffered. They suffered for two years mm -hmm. without company. They suffered without Aguero. They suffered without David Silva. They suffered without uh, Yatori. Nope. Mm. Yeah. It's interesting with Pep, isn't it? Because Mika Richards? Of, oh, well, no, no, well, well, Mike, Mike is different. We said Pep. Yeah. <laughs> uh, with, with, with Pep, he, he does seem to, he's so confident as well, isn't he, in his own uh, abilities to get the best out of everyone. That it seems to me, I, I mean, you've played for him, that as soon as a player gets upset and, and, and wants to go, he, he just goes, go on then, off you go. Is that true or? What I would say with Pep, First and foremost, I said to you, for me, is the best that I've seen. That's me and people, that's mm -hmm. my, that's me. But Pep is ruthless. Yeah. And I experienced it. 
And I could have tell, I, I could have been there and because sometimes I, I used to travel and used to put me in the stand. I'm 33 at that moment, 32. Like you make me travel and you put me in the stand. <laughs> so I could be here by, by right now and be bitter. Yeah. Like a lot of players will be bitter just because at one point you have to recognize I was shite. That's about <laughs> it. Someone took my position. I opened the door like I did it to someone. He took the key, swallowed it. You stay out, Thierry. Was so, it difficult to deal with it and difficult to deal with him at that point? No, it was difficult to deal with myself or allowing someone to go in front of me. Ah. This is what I'm saying. Like, Pep, no, the guy wants to win. Mm. Uh, hello? Like, mm. that's how you have to see it. That it's in the title. If I'm in the stand, it's because he, can, he thinks he can win without me. So I was upset with myself for letting myself be in that position. First and foremost. But what I was trying to say to you, I could be here now because he did that to me saying, oh, you know what? No, no. He's ruthless. And, and, and I saw you nodding, Alan. Big clubs and big coaches don't wait for no. nobody. Yeah. I don't care who you are. What you did. And okay, there was, you have way of putting someone out, you, you know, Man City statue, bye. Thank you very much and everything. You always be a legend here. Bayern Munich, Barca, whatever. But at a big club, Gary, and you know it, you don't wait and don't act like you're surprised when they kick you out. You know the drill. You yeah. took the position of someone. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Right. We've been talking for ages, but have barely scratched the surface in terms of Thierry's extraordinary career. So what we're going to do is come back for another episode where we'll discuss what it's like to play with Lionel Messi, the greatest moment of Thierry's career, and what on earth happened during that crazy penalty routine with Robert Perez. That second episode with Thierry will be out next Friday. Alan, Micah and I will be back on Monday. We'll see you then.